Glory to God. My God. Amen. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. Excellent. Excellent exegesis of the scriptures. Amen. My God. This is what we produce here at Walker Ministry. All right. Maybe, maybe they, don't, they don't think so. This is what we produce here at Walker Ministries. This is a teaching ministry. You're the church. Church just simply means the called out ones. That's what you are. You are the ecclesia, the called out ones. My goodness. Awesome job, son. Awesome job, wasn't it? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, who's next? Let me see. They say, they say, get a visitor. <laughs> who's next? See, anybody can do this. If you got a real relationship, right? You're in a relationship with someone, right? You really love them, right? You can talk about them. You certainly remember things they've done. Good or bad, right? Don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Come on, don't play no games. Man. It's love to see. It's good to see the passion when someone spends time with God. And see, Eric, when he first came here, yeah, he was like, okay, who is this guy? <laughs> Who's this little short, bald-head guy up here? Using, speaking Hebrew and words and all kind of stuff. What is this? What is What's going on? It's, it's kind of nice, though. I kind of attached myself. Oh, I never heard that before. It's good, though, man. I love, and I've seen the metamorphosis of his heart since he's been here. It's been a change. You know, you, sometimes you can come in with a critical spirit. I'm your match when you have a critical spirit. <laughs> but it was good for him. And I love what you said, son. You, sometimes you have, to allow, you have to allow Holy Spirit to do the work. Don't talk about him. Pray for him. See, if we would do a lot of that for our people, we have more unity in the body of Christ. Let him go through his changes. Let him figure out what's he hearing now, because I've never heard this before. I've never heard this before, so, you know. But it's, for somehow, it's bearing witness to my spirit. I haven't been in church a long time. But I've never heard that. I tell you, a lot of times when God want to do something new in your life, he brings someone new in your life. Why he going to keep the same people that they ain't doing nothing different? So for the new people today, hey, God want to do something new in your life. How you doing there? All right, I know who you are. You're Greg's father. How you doing? First of all, I want to let you know you have one of the most faithful, dedicated, loving, heartfelt sons. And I just got to shake your hand. Give me a hug, too. Come on in here. You got it. Awesome. There he goes right there. I hope you don't mind calling him son too. <laughs> and you have to give honor where honor is due. 
It's not about being the, you know, the best parent that you won't there and this and all these type of things. But it's the heart of the matter. Sometimes we never understand why people go through what they go through because we don't understand what they've been through. But I want to tell you before you leave this earth, thank you. You have a great, awesome son. He's a man of God. Now that he's functioning in his call. <laughs> Woo, man. man, man. Where, did my, where did the part of me that got hair left? Where did it go? <laughs> See, my wife is me. That's me. All right, she's the cute side. She's the part that got hair. <laughs> the Bible said the hair of a woman is her glory. And that she's the glory of the man. Oh, my God. I, I don't know if the women, where y'all been? You are the glory of the man. man it's my mic up because I don't know. I don't know if I can get him. Maybe it seems like his office. Maybe nobody listening to me. I don't know. Y'all listening? <laughs> That's my daughter. That's my daughter. Listen, y'all. We family, right? really want us to act like we family when it comes to the body of Christ and you know we have new people come I want y'all feel like whoo this is like home I feel like I'm in the kitchen anybody get something to eat you ain't got to ask just go and open up the refrigerator uh, you want to feel welcome I want them to feel welcome welcome man also want you to know how good God is for real. Now, what's funny is that, you know, we, we, everybody here pretty much took communion. Now, I, I grew up Jehovah Witness. Anybody else in here with me? See, I got one more person. Now, I've been, I mean, I grew up in this stuff, in this cult, because it's a cult. I know you might have some loved ones, some family members. Anybody got family members that are Jehovah Witness? Okay. All right. See, don't be ashamed. Just right up. Yeah. All right. It's okay. Now, I've been at, they call it the Lord's evening meal. And Jesus said in the word in the scripture, do this in remembrance of me. So I've been in the service, 500 people. And that cup comes down every hour. And that bread comes down every hour and no one partakes. You have to be. The anointed class. You have to be the anointed one. All of you are anointed. The anointed is the anointed to do ministry. You've all been commissioned to carry the gospel into a dying world. Yeah? Oh, I want y'all to learn what it is to be a real believer. That's my job. We're not doing church antics and all these things. No, y'all need to come and know your God. And you need to be able to establish that relationship. Amen? Amen? So imagine that. So everything that he did on that cross died for your sins and everything. When you don't partake of it, and remember, it's you, listen, what you're doing is, is rejection. So everyone in there is rejecting the work that he did on the cross. 
No one partakes. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Oh, we can't do that. It's the blood. See how, see how we, we get things all mixed up. My mother died because she wouldn't get a blood transfusion. Didn't have to be. Didn't have to be. You won't drink in the blood. And they won't give in blood transfusion then. So they couldn't have been talking about that. See how when you're misinformed. But that's all right because her son got her in the kingdom before she died. Four and a half hours before she died, she received the Lord as her Savior. Yeah, God is good. Man, I wanted to talk to y'all about real quick. Last week before last, I was talking to you about suffering as Christ, as Christians. We haven't, we haven't, we don't understand what suffering for Christ is. It's a difference. All right. And I, and I told you, and let me see if I find it for y'all. Let me go back. And, and I told you there were two Greek words that meant, when we hear the word long suffering, we think it's a long period of time. No, it means long tempered. That means you have a long temper. That means you're going to, for a long time, you, you're not going to ignite, explode. See, God is long-suffering. He's long-tempered with us. Yeah? That's what it means. And we talked about it, because I'm going to, I got something, I got a side note I want, y'all know me in my side notes. I got a good side note for y'all today. But I just want to touch on a few things when it comes to Christ and, and us as suffering and understanding what that really means when you take on the life of Christ. There's suffering involved. Mm -mm. I don't want to feel that. That hurts. But I thought you had the life of Christ. And his life was full of for you. See, and you don't really know what suffering is. In America, we haven't, we haven't had persecution here. You, you haven't been persecuted here for your faith. Hello? On this side. Anybody on here? You've been persecuted for your faith. At gunpoint. Under duress. So the body of Christ here in America has not been tested on their faith. See, faith is not for a car or a house. That's not faith. They don't take faith. That just take you being a good steward over your bills. It doesn't. It, that's, not, that's not it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when it show up, it's not faith. Is manifestation. But faith is the subject of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you're in hope for something. And you still believe God. And it don't show up. That's faith. 
that you believe and trusted God. That if it never show up, I still received it. That's called faith. Abraham, 25 years he got to go into her, unto her. And never, and listen, 25 years, y'all be tired after three days. God, you, you ain't real. It ain't working. The Bible said that his faith grew the longer that he didn't see it. It said his faith grew. And that's the thing that, that we don't want to do it. But you, it's under, listen, the rest. The pressure that was on him to produce, God promised him. God promised him, didn't he? But it didn't show up. Uh-oh, when he wanted to show up. But God promised him God cannot lie. How many of y'all heard that in church? Raise your hand if you heard it. God can't lie. You probably said to yourself. Some of y'all ain't heard it? Okay. Okay. Well, why are you still acting the way you act then? Why are you still acting the way you act then? <laughs> the Hebrew boy. If they go into the fire. If he don't deliver us, he's still God. That's faith. Amen. That's faith. If he doesn't do it. It doesn't neglect that he ain't God. He's still God. Your trust should be in God, yes. not in your life. Amen. If we get killed going in here, burned up before, how come everybody else got burned up before they enter in, but they didn't? They didn't. The fire was so intense that the slaves were being burned up and consumed, but they didn't. Y'all don't even want to go there. All right. Where is my No, 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 no. Do you know I got it? See, I don't know about y'all, man. I, I'm connected with my wife. <laughs> we say the same things. <laughs> we like think almost like a lot of times. We like, you know, she finished my sins, I finished hers. We close. It should be the same kind of relationship with God. I know his word. I say what he say. He say it right back to me. Yeah. I finished his sin. He finished mine. I'm going to speak his word. Yeah. How come it can't be like that? Yeah. How come it can't be like that when our relationship with God? Yeah. Uh, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. And our relationship. See, it, true love, the Bible says, is with God and man. So it's no way that you can love God and not man. Love is not complete unless it's shared. That word is called rakim. So people are like, I love you, but I don't love God. Or I love God, but I don't love you. That's not love. And when you love, you don't cheat. Now, this was Israel's whole problem, leaving, listen, the Exodus bondage. They kept turning back. And you know what God said? Okay, y'all want to act like that? He said, I'm going to make their gods a snare to you. I'm going to make it hard. It won't make it hard for you. You really want me, you'll come after me. But I'm going to leave them in the land. I'm going to leave all those people in that land and their gods, and they'll become a snare to you. This is why they kept falling back in idolatry. 
worshiping other gods. See, it, <laughs> it hurt our relationship. See, I'm, I'm trying to, y'all get it. Y'all came to learn, right? All right, real quick, uh, Proverbs 12.1, in case y'all haven't seen this again. Go there, Proverbs 12.1, real quick. So we get in here. Make sure. Got to get the mindset right. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 12 at verse 1. It so reads, to learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. All right. Read it one more time. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. To learn, you must love discipline. Let me ask you a question. Who don't like discipline? Don't lie. Everybody love discipline? I got one. I got two. I got three people. <laughs> they said, Pastor, you should have asked me that before. Oh, yeah, that. But if you're real honest, it don't matter because you know. Are you a disciplined person? That means you learn to love then. Um, you love actually to learn. Yeah. I mean, to go to college, to go to school, you got to be disciplined. You know, when you're in high school, somebody gets you up every morning. But when you go to college, you got to get up yourself. Mm. Okay, maybe they don't want to hear that one. Mm-mm-mm. Man, interrupt the flow. Anyway, uh, <laughs> okay, y'all. Y'all having a good time? Have you learned anything so far? Okay. Always learning. All right. Okay. Here you will learn. This is, if you want to learn, this is the place. If you want to grow, this is the place. You know why? Because a little pressure going to be applied. And see, what's inside of the fruit, when I squeeze it, you can't see it, but when I squeeze it, what's inside of it is going to come out. It's going to be determined whether it's good fruit or bad fruit. But if it's a bad fruit, it was already there. I just applied a little pressure to it. Now it's coming out. Ah, okay. That's what we do. All right. All right. I, I read something to y'all last week, but I'm going to get into something. I want to talk about your spiritual perception. Okay. That's where I want to go. I only got a few seconds. I only got a few minutes ago. I ain't going to keep y'all long. Okay. I'll come back to that. I'll, I'll teach that other part of that next week. We get back into this persecution. Like I said, the church here in America, we ain't been persecuted. You don't even know if you real got real faith. Because mm -mm, mm -mm. real faith is shown and produced under persecution. Right now, no, no. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You got a hope of faith. No, the whole church, body, I mean the mega church, all of them, all of them got hope of faith. But real persecution, I, can I just come through the crowd a little bit? I want to talk to y'all, I want to feel close to y'all. Real persecution as believers comes when you're under duress, when you have to make a choice. Do I denounce God or do I keep him? 
See, that's when you're going to find out, do you really believe? See, right now we can sit in these chairs and say, yeah, I believe God. You don't need time. How you going to believe God? No, we don't. So, so for real. No, do you really believe? No, you ain't hope. The Bible said hope deferred makes the heart sick. So my thing is to really believe. And I told y'all, this is less. See, back in the biblical days, this is how uh, they taught. It was in the center. That was the bema. And it was a beam it's where they kept the scrolls for the word of God. And what was written when it says, know who, listen, listen, who stands before you. See, this is how they did. Like when I stand up there, that's Greek. That's how, that's all Greek influence. But Jesus, when he taught, he was in the center. And that beam, so everything and every thought was centered on him. See, that's right. When we get the next place, that's how it's going to be set up. But I got to be a good steward over this place. We're going to do it right. See, it's no excuse. We can, we can do things like Christ said. Just get that religious spirit out. And then you need to understand why you do what you do. Okay. Teacher, I just want to, I want to, I'm going to come back to that, but I want to talk about spiritual perception for a minute. This is kind of like my side note, because I like to teach, and then sometimes Holy Spirit drops something, because depending on who's here, <laughs> who comes. So I'm open to whatever he says. So watch this. All right, there we go. That's right. So you're here today. You got God going to speak to you if he ain't already. All right. You know, your, your subconscious controls your conscience. Your subconscious controls your conscience. What's in this side note? Perception. Watch this. The ability to see. Perception is the ability to see. Hear. Or become aware of something through your senses. Perception. You know, like you got an ESP, extra perception, extra sensory, you know. All that. But you have spiritual senses, too. Pre. Perception means beforehand, right? Pre, prefix pre, right? Preordained. Perception also determines, oh, oh, watch this, attitudes. Mm, mm, mm. Attitudes. Listen. Perception also determines attitudes towards life. And its issues. Attitude determines the outcome of one's life and circumstances. How do you perceive? Mm. Which are you? Are you an optimist? Or are you a pessimist? Just, you need to notice when you, what kind of person you're going to be. Are you an optimist? Or are you a pessimist? Hmm. Really? Let's put it to the test. All right. Where the oil at today? <laughs> Where's the oil at today? I need to know where the anointing is. I want to go where the anointing is. All right. That's what he Okay. I need to know where it is. All right. Come on. And you need to have fun when you come to church, too. I mean, y'all want some Bible stories? Or y'all want some truth and something that you can grow on? 
You're supposed to be feeding right now. My job always is to gather the seed. Find out where the green pasture is so you can eat properly. So you can digest the word properly. And we need no acid reflux in here. All right, y'all ready? All right, we'll deal with some situations. You know, I got a whole series on how you think. I mean, I want to go somewhere, but obviously he said, you know, we, go, we got to revisit this for a minute. All right. An optimist. Like, what is an optimist? An optimist is a person who tends to be hopeful and confident about the future or success of something. Also, a person who believes that good must ultimately <laughs> prevail <laughs> over evil. Mm. Oh, uh, mm. I said you got to know that when you come to Christ. So watch this. So a pessimist means a person who tends to see the worst aspect of things or believe that the worst will happen. Or a person who believes that evil will ultimately prevail over good. Oh, mm -mm, mm -mm. see, I could come at you because some of the way you confess things tells me exactly that you're a pessimist, that you're not an optimist. The way you confess things over your life. See, people are like, oh, I'm an optimist. Everybody, I'm an optimist. Just let me listen to you talk for about five minutes. Excuse me. Let me hear you talk. I'm going to close my eyes and hear what you're saying. So when it comes to the word. Oh, y'all. Don't believe the word. But I'm an optimist. <laughs> okay. Oh, and, and just for your information, you can't be both. You can't be both. <laughs> Teacher, you can't be both. That's called confused. <laughs> That's not called, okay, y'all got it? Yes, sir. I was that yesterday, but then today I'm on this, I'm this. No, 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 no. So when it comes to your walk with Christ, are you an optimist or a pessimist? Hmm. Proverbs says this in, uh, let's see, what is that? It says in 23.7, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Right? Look at that. Look, you can put it up there, ladies. So as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Stop right there. The little semicolon there. Stop right there. Don't go no further. Don't take another thought yet. So, teacher, question. I want to ask y'all. So, who do you think you are? Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. So, listen to this. So, who do you think you are? Yes. In your heart. They're going to they try to get fan. In your heart of hearts. No, you got one heart. 
So who do you think you are in your heart? Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So who are you in your heart? See, that's the real you. That ain't the you that you pretend to be. Hello. Oh, all right. That's the word of God. I'm make sure I'm not just saying it. He got it up. Read it. Okay. So watch this. See, in my heart, See, in my heart, I'm a man of God. So as I'm thinking in my heart, so am I. Mm. I know that I am a man of God. I know that I'm a pastor. I know in my heart I am. So be it unto me. That's who I am. I'm a father. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a father in my heart that's who I am as a man thinketh in his heart so is he I'm a good father see you can't control the way I think that's the way I think you might think otherwise but in my heart I believe that spiritual perception okay watch this see I'm going to make sure we get some very fundamental things down when we come to Christ in our relationship. So you think you're a nobody. Oh, please. I'm talking to the Christian. I'm talking to the depressed. <laughs> I'm talking about to the unforgiving. Non-believe, doubting. Okay. Mm. Okay. Okay, so if you think that's, then that's what you are. <sighs> okay, all right. See how the enemy get us messed up? I'm a failure. I can't do nothing right. You can't sit here and tell me, as believers, you ain't said that. Now, you just said you was an optimist. That sounds like a pessimist to me. So y'all lying. Don't lie before the Holy Spirit. Don't lie. People say that, yeah. How dare you say I'm this? I told you your confession. I'm lonely. I don't need nobody. I'm good all by myself. You're, you're not an optimist. I'll never get married again. I'm done with marriage. I'll never, I'll say, Stop saying that confession. I'm, I'm trying to get you in the scene, but folks are trying to stop the flow of things with their confession. Shoot. See, in your heart, that's what you are. And you should have whatsoever you say. This ain't the secret. Ain't no secret about that. Writing books on that. 
All right, the secret. Ain't no secret. Okay. Can I bring it up? Maybe y'all didn't understand it. Maybe I'll bring it down another way. So when you're born again, That's good. When <laughs> you're born again, yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're supposed to have a new life in Christ. He said that life is hidden. When you're born, I just feel like I just need to go through the crowd again. When you're born again, you have a new life, not an old life, not the same old life. You have a new life when you're born again. All things have passed away. All things now have been made new when you're born again. See, y'all pessimists, I'm telling you, you're not optimists. It won't work. I tried it. It's the same type of person. Yeah, because you're thinking the same. I want to get you to think differently so you'll have differently and you'll believe differently and you'll try differently and you'll fail differently. Hello? Just just sad note, y'all. This is where I ask God, what's going on? <laughs> what, what's going on with the people? All right. Okay. All right. Just establish that first. So if you're born again, you have a new life. I'm trying to move from here. So when you're born again, the person that I used to be, you can't find them no more. And you shouldn't be able to find them either. And it's you. Are you born? He said, if you're not born again, he said, you can't neither see nor enter in to the kingdom. If you're not, you must be. It's imperative that you're born again. Your old life is killing you. See, he built it in. He built it in, listen, with your salvation. Just like he put the flight in the bird. The bird didn't go to flight school. Just like he put the swim in the fish. It didn't go to scuba diving class. It's built in. It's built in. Y'all can act like you don't want to hear this now, but it's built in you. See, the reason is, it's still sitting here right now. It's the way you're thinking. Amen. See, because it's your spiritual perception of your thoughts. Yes. And you can't go beyond that. So what I'm trying to do is make sure you can go beyond what you are. See, most of the time, you can't go beyond your character. No. This is what causes a lot of conflict in our lives and our jobs and co-workers and family because you're trying to go beyond your character. Okay. And you can't. So everybody wrong. 
But it's your character. It's your spiritual perception. Okay. And don't come and don't come and you don't want to get nothing. That's why you came. See, but you got religious people. Know who stands before you. You, You're talking to a pastor who know his call, his purpose. Who came from outside of the world, who came from the occult. So when I see spirits on you trying to hide. People don't see people just don't believe the spiritual realm. Why have thou countenance fallen? See? Your faith. Your faith show your faith. Okay. All right. Shows your personality. The real you. Watch this. So when you're born again, let's establish that. Y'all born again now. Everybody born again. Old things are wiped away. Let me bring it to you in computer form. Maybe you'll understand that. Your new life is hid with Christ. And that new life is supposed to be reprogrammed by your subconscious now. The hidden man of your heart now. What you do repetitively gets into your subconscious which feeds your conscience. And you will do as a man think of your thoughts have an emotion attached to it and your emotion has a corresponding action that's attached to it so as a man think of in his heart so is he you're doing your thoughts you are your thoughts teacher so the subconscious the hidden man of the heart is now reformatting your new hard drive, so to speak. I mean, y'all computers in here, everybody on computer. You got a phone, you got a computer. Y'all know about this, right? Some of y'all do. Maybe some of you don't. I'm going to find out. Subconscious is now, listen, you're born again. What happens is, is the, subware, now the, the, the subconscious now is getting an upgrade. I'm just bringing it to where you, you know, kind of make it relative, you know, what you can see. Y'all computer suave, savvy people here. So listen. It's getting an upgrade to your software. The software now of the Holy Spirit. Okay? He's now, uh-oh, your pointer. He's now your, your cursor. He's now your guide. Okay. All right. Okay, all right. You have a new desktop. So, you know, when you reboot or you reformat your computer, and it's clear, now when it boots up, you're going to have a whole new desktop. Right? The old desktop not going to be there. It's not going to look the same. You can't find it. There's no link. It's all been defragged and put back in order. 
all of the memory, all of the clusters are now defragged. You know, the computer is just you. You're just a biological computer. Okay, all right. They, they, they fashioned it after you. All right, okay, okay. Mm, mm, mm. We already had the internet and the Holy Spirit. It's a, you already had the intranet. You already had the ether. I feel what you're saying. And we ain't said a thing. You know how in dreams you, you can talk to people and you ain't open their mouth and they ain't open their mouth? How many of that ever happened to anybody? You just communicate. You ain't open your mouth. They ain't open your mouth. But you feel and know what they're saying. I could go deep with this, but y'all ain't ready. All right. All right. So he's your new guy now, right? You got a new desktop, right? You got all new icons to choose from now. You know, sometimes when you, you, know, you get a, you get a, a, a computer and, or phone and you boot up and there's already icons there. Yeah. Icons they want you to use. Right. Say that you really need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All right. After you reformat it and wipe it clean, right? Ooh. The word should be now your app store oh, on your desktop. <laughs> you know, it should be your app. When you go, you want an app, you want to go download something, right? <laughs> you go to the app store. So now on your desktop should be the word of God. That's your app store. Okay. It should have, you know, a little folder over there that says deliver it. Listen, deliverance from evil spirits. <laughs> Click on that one. Hello? Click on that one. It should be a, it should be a photo on there for healing. Click on that. Go to the app store and click on that. Free download. Price already been paid. There should be another photo over there in the corner where it says the nine fruits of the spirit. Click on that one. Yeah. Automatic download. Yeah. I'm just trying to make it relevant yeah. to where you at. Yeah. I know. Am I doing a good job? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, man. Here we go. <laughs> it should be another folder over there. Big old folder. Say love. Yeah. Click on that one. Underneath that one, you know how they arrange it by itself? There should be one that says forgiveness. Oh. Click on that one twice. <laughs> There's also one over in the corner that said tithe and offer. Oh. They put that in the trash can, drag it right on over to the oh. waste basket. Then. Right over in there, right over in there. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> they won't click on that one and say lust. Oh, oh. Mm. They say, move on, Pastor. Hurry up and get out of here. I'm ready to go home. Got to be some game on. <laughs> All right. I mean, I can go real deep. I I mean, you want me to be a theologian today? I can. Huh? 
I mean, I can go there if you want me to. If this ain't, if this ain't getting you. I'm going to lose you then. Okay. See, you got to bring it back. Watch this. Watch this. Your thought pattern should tell you when you're off task. Y'all making it hard for me, Jay. I've been fasting. I'm hungry. Y'all playing games. Man. Your thought pattern, hence the word pattern. A pattern is repetitive. Should tell you when you're off task. Watch this one. Here we go. Your circumstances is not your belief system. Oh, oh, y'all, y'all. What happened to you isn't either. Oh, your thoughts, your, it's how you think, is how you perceive is the issue. Teacher, your circumstance is not your belief system. And what happened to you either is not your belief system. That's not who you are. That's not how you're supposed to think. See, but that ties into suffering, understanding the purpose of suffering. Go online and watch the one. Which one I'm going to tell you all to watch? Trauma and suffering. Go back and listen to that. You're going to find out. You're going to stop making a memorial of what happened to you. You're going to stop worshiping what happened to you. That's not how God gets glory out of it. Now that you're in the kingdom, that right there incident is now supposed to elevate you. See, it's the new mindset. It's the new programming. You keep defaulting. You still got that old, you got it in quarantine. Got an old Trojan virus in there, quarantine. You know, you need to delete it off of the system. Because if it's there, it still have access. Let me stop. You still have access to it. Let me restore it. I'm feeling bad today. Let me restore it. Yeah. And it know where to go. Automatic. It'll go exactly where it needs to go. Files everywhere. Data here, all that. That's what your bad. That's what your past do to you. That's what your past do to you. It's supposed to be dead and buried. Your past. You got to bury it. It ain't even enough for it just to be dead. You need to bury it too. Okay. You be back there trying to resuscitate it. Come on. Come on, past. Come on, past. Come back to me. Yeah, you do. Trying to bring it back. I like feeling lonely. That's pride. I like having all this negative attention. That's pride. That's pride. That's pride. Okay, here we go. Y'all don't want to go there. All right, here we go. That's it. Go on and move on there. All right, okay. Watch this. <laughs> I said those things are not your belief system, right? Those things should be, tell they shouldn't be telling you who you are in your heart. That's why people can never be delivered. 
Because they pass. Keep telling them that's who I am. Because that's how I think and that's how I feel. So then I have a corresponding action to that. Okay. That's it. Watch this. As a born-again person, going back there again, <laughs> as a born-again pers person, right? That's the wrong programming to your subconscious mind. See, this is the problem. We keep feeding with those thoughts the subconscious, and that's who you are. But you got a new, now, program. You got a new hard drive. You got new situations. You know how to handle them now. You didn't have the right software then. Now you do. Holy Ghost. This is why it's imperative that you have the Holy Ghost spirit. And listen, baptized in his spirit. Uh, with the evidence of love. I didn't say tongues. I said love. Amen. Now listen to this. I'm trying to get you all to function right as believers. It's too much malfunction or misfunctioning in the body of Christ. How, how I'm coming to church telling you you're a millionaire and you're blessed. You don't tithe. You don't love nobody. You ain't forgiving no one. And I'm telling you, you're blessed. That's a lie. Let's get you delivered. Let's get you saved for real. That should be the honor enough. Okay, here we go. Wow. Church is the messed up people. Erroneous teaching has done messed up people. You give to get. No, you give to give. If thou canst believe. If thou canst believe. And some people have the ability it's a heart issue joseph it's all of it is a heart issue see the thing with it is he gives you 10 tell you 10 but he only tells you 10 because what that does it's now it gives him legal authority to protect the 90. so if you don't give him the 10 he can't have legal authority to protect the 90. That he said that you're blessed with. And you don't go eat at McDonald's and pay Burger King. You pay, you, you do where you, where you, you give your offering where you eat. See, will a man rob? Yes, absolutely. Where? He said, in what? The, the tithe doesn't give the increase. The offering does. Because that's the sacrifice, not the tithe. See, see, watch it. Perception. I'm going to give you, I'm going to bring it into you. Watch this. I'm going to give you perception, right? And watch this. Y'all can hold tight because you need to hear this. Remember, I said, let me see this. This kind of thinking keeps us, I don't want to say this again. 
The wrong programming. The wrong information in your subconscious mind. This kind of thinking keeps us, listen, from seeing God. I got people come to church and say they believe they've never seen God. They, they keep thinking I'm talking about like, I see you, peekaboo. That's not what I'm talking about. They'll never see God in you. They'll never see God in me. Because your perception, what's been feeding your subconscious. Get people all the time doing this. Listen to this. You have to be very careful. You have to be very careful of what goes into your subconscious. Because that's what's in your heart. And that's who you really are. Y'all hear me? This is why you have to be very careful of the type of music. And movies that you watch. Okay, they don't. You, <laughs> you can't, and you can't be watching porn. Because it's going to create a thought that has an emotion attached to it, that which have, of course, binding action to it. And you're going to find yourself in a very, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah, okay. You're going to find yourself in a very <laughs> un. This is not going to be holy. Here we go. Watch this. The word should now be your thought pattern. The word of God should now be your thought pattern. But you ain't picked it up, you ain't listened to it. The word should be your thought pattern now. So you don't have to worry about what's in your heart because the word is in there. But you can tell it's not in it the way you treat each other. The way you respond. Even to the word that's being taught to you right now. Hey, teacher. Watch this. You have to be careful how you approach things. The difference between a stumbling block or a stepping stone has to do with your perception. Yeah. Excellent. Woo! Okay. Excellent. Oh, okay. Let me come on this side and see if I can say it. Maybe I'll get a better response. Here we go. You have to be careful how you approach things. The difference between a stumbling block or a stepping stone has to do with perception. Mm, mm, mm. Watch this. What causes one to stumble can also cause one to step over. Mm, mm. It all has to do in how you see it. Y'all want me to repeat that one again? Okay, I'm going to say that again. Maybe I got one person. Yeah. Say it again, Pastor. I say it. One, what causes one to stumble can cause one to step over. It's just your perception of what you're seeing, how you see it. I do this all the time when I talk to people. 
and I try to get them, they see it one way. Oh, they don't like me, this and that. No, you haven't even looked at their condition. You don't understand what happened to them. So you're using that as a stumbling block where it could be something you could step over and help them. Because it's your perception of that person. Hello. It's the perception of that person. Your perception is wrong. My job is to make sure, I want, I want to make sure you, you're actually viewing this right. Wrong perspective, wrong interpretation. Yeah? See, if we get this down, we'll be, we'll be able to get along so much better. With each other, I understand you. Oh, okay, teacher. Okay. It's how you see it. And how you see it has to do with how, you, how, how your program to perceive. <laughs> how your program to perceive. That's all I'm doing. I'm trying to teach you how to program, listen, how to perceive. I'm trying to get you to perceive it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the way you feel. Right. It's going to be wrong. It's going to be wrong. I'm trying to get you to see how you've been programmed to receive. You're programmed to process the things of life. Most of us don't know how to process the things of life. Perception is very important. It determines one's attitude. And I like to add this one. It also determines one's altitude. Amen. Mm. Watch this. Can I show you something real quick? Y'all got to give me. I ain't been up about four or five minutes, y'all. Give me a few, just 10 more minutes, I'll be done. And y'all can go on home. Can I get it to you? Sit tight. All right. So here we go. Watch this. <laughs> okay, go to Jeremiah. Not only teaches your altitude, listen, but it also it, it it'll help in your elevation. I'm trying to get y'all to see that these circumstances you think they're stumbling blocks, but they're not. They're stepping stools, stepping stones that you can go. See, that's how the kingdom works now. That's how the kingdom works now. Before, it was a stumbling block. Not now. You're born again. Okay, Jeremiah. Go to Jeremiah. Um, go to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 9. 9, 10, 11, 12. Amplify it. See if I can finish this up. I'm done. Jeremiah chapter 1 at verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Oh, you just need one touch. From God. And he'll put his word, Miss Didi, in your mouth. Now, see, we don't, I'm going to show you, it's your perception how you read the word. Watch the next verse. See, I have this day appointed you. Stop. Mm -mm 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 -mm. He said already, he said, see. He's trying to, your perception. He's telling you already the narrative. See. God is telling you, see. I put the word in your mouth. Now see. 
See, y'all not putting it together. I have what? This day. Tomorrow. He said, I have. Have is past tense. See, when you read it, see, this is what we do. We just read it as a letter. But your perception of it is incorrect. If I'm reading it right now, he's talking to me. Spirit to spirit. Your perception is all wrong when you read the word. Come on, man. Man of God. I have this day appointed you. Mm, this day. To the oversight of the nations and of the kingdoms to root out and pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Stop. Mm. He said, I have. Past tense. It's already done. I told you, y'all just got to read it right. But wait, listen, I want you to see it. You have to see this. It's already done. Mm. Your deliverance is already done. Uh, your healing is already done. You have to see. Mm. No, you keep going on your feeling. You keep going on your bank account. That's not what he's telling you. He said, I have already done it for you. Okay. The promises are already yes and amen, he said. They're done. I'm not promising you anything. I've already promised you they're done. Okay. All right. Okay. Hold on. All right. Oh, you have to determine. See, see, you have to see that it's already done to determine. Listen, your attitude to determine your, your sense of direction. You have to see that it's already done. You have to see that it's already done. Listen, to determine your attitude. To determine, listen, your sense of direction in life. Your life is already done if you just read the word. Oh, I can't. Okay, okay. All right. If you want to see... If you can't see, mm, if you can't see ah, yourself delivered, if you can't see yourself healed, if you can't see yourself saved, if you can't see you loving others, if you can't see yourself married, you can't have it. Verse 10. See, I have this day appointed you to the oversight of the nation. He's, he's, he's telling, who are we talking to, y'all? Jeremiah. Jeremiah is a what? A prophet. Prophecy is for present, right then, and afar off. It's twofold. Prophecy is always twofold. It was for then. And it's for now. Okay, like he didn't know you're going to read Jeremiah. He knew you're going to read Jeremiah. Listen to this. Read, you read verse 10. 
I have this day appointed you to the oversight of the nations and of the kingdoms, mm. to root out Looking and to pull it. down, to destroy and to overthrow, All right. to build mm. and to plant. He's saying you will set things in order. That's what he's saying right here. He's saying you will set things in order. And, and he's saying you will also have my backing. This is what he's saying. It's a done deal. So you have a responsibility, though, given to you. Okay, that's what he's saying. <laughs> you have this day appointed you to oversight of the nations and of the kingdoms to now here's your responsibility. Read your responsibility. Wow. So when you see, you have a responsibility of what you see. Okay. Oh, okay. Woo, here we go. A responsibility is given to you from God concerning, listen, listen, the destinies of nations and kingdoms. Not too many people walk in that anointing or even able to carry that mantle. Except you have intercessory prayer. See, that's why intercessory prayer is so important. Man, because that's what we're doing right there. Y'all hear it? Listen, we're rooting out. We're pulling down. We're destroying and overthrowing. Listen, and build and to plant. Oh, that's prayer. Y'all ain't ready. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go. Watch this. I'm almost finished. You know, for that type of anointing, your heart has to be right before God. Okay? See, those type of prayers, what he's talking about, that, that deals with, you know, divine order. And that gets into uh, jurisdictions and that gets into um, uh, a lot of things and legal things in the kingdom. When you're praying like governmental prayers for nations and kingdoms, this is what he's talking about. See, there's a whole nother level of intercessory prayer that we haven't touched yet. Amen. Verse, uh, verse 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? Mm, he asked him again. Come on. And I said, I see a branch or shoot of an almond tree, the emblem of alertness and activity blossoming in late winter. My God. See, in your call, you're going to hear God. In your respective call. And there is going to be an assignment in that respective call. And you might not hear the way I hear because that's your call. <laughs> Verse 12. Then said the Lord to me, you have seen well, mm. for I am alert and mm. active, watching over my word to perform it. Okay. So when you see what God sees, he says there's an acceleration. Oh, y'all not missing y'all. <laughs> he said, I'm alert and I'm active, watching over my word to perform it. So when you see, there's an acceleration now of the manifestation of your promises. Listen, that manifestation has to do with, listen, 
has to do with the with your ability to see correctly. That's why he said, oh, you see well. How you see something for somebody else's life and you don't see what's your life? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it sure is. Amen there. Because we do that all the time. Mm. Don't be careful. Most of the time, purposes of people are put on hold because of their inability or inability to see correctly. I've got to shake my head on that one. Watch this. One. I'm almost finished. Teacher. I'm almost finished. I gotta, I'm going to bring this home. Okay? I'm going to bring this home. Let me bring this home, and we're going to go home. We're going to be fine. Okay? All right. Listen to this. It's communion. Got my foot washed. It's good. Amen. It's all good. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. All right. The anointing comes by association, and it grows by desperation. Amen? All right. Woo! Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> Most of the time, purposes of people are not put, listen, they are put on hold because their inability to see. This is what's happened with a lot of us sitting right here right now. Oh, the inability to see. We can't see what we're, what we're, we can't see what we're saying. Go real quick. Numbers 13, 33. Watch this. I'm bringing it home. I'm here. I'm bringing it home. Uh, I'm going to do what teacher do here. Close the books. Numbers 13, 33. Numbers chapter 13 and verse 33. Help y'all out. There we saw the Nephilim, or giants, mm. the sons of Anak, who were from the giants. Mm. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Watch this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Watch this. Watch this. Look at what they said. In our own eyes. In our own eyes, we were as grasshoppers. Watch this. The way your enemy sees you has to do with the way that you see you. Mm. Who are you? You're not acting like a child of God. You're depressed. There ain't no power. Did y'all hear that? The way your enemy sees you has all to do with the way that you see yourself. The problem is not Listen, it's not your enemy. The problem is, listen, it's not from without. Listen, the problem is within. This is why kingdoms and nations, they are destroyed from within, like they're trying to do now. Your family is not destroyed from out, it's destroyed from the family within. He said the foe is in your home. See, this is the problem. It's how you see you. He said that we see ourselves as grasshoppers. Small, insignificant. And we're in the land of the Nephilim. The Anakim. He said, no, he said, he said, no, go and possess the land. It's yours. It didn't matter what you saw. 
It's what I said. You don't see it. See, the problem is how you see yourself. And your enemy see you the same way. Frail, timid, scared, no faith. That's how your enemy see you, just like that. You're supposed to have the authority of God. You have his name. You have his birthright in you. You can tear down, uproot. We can stand together and protect a nation. See, you don't know who you are. Because we play in church. Programs. See, I'm truly believing. My quest is to get us to really think like believers. This is what we got to do. This is my plight. This is my burden for you to really get you to think like believers. And not think like, you know, your stepchild. And that's so wrong. When you're a stepchild, you, 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 feel, you don't feel attached. You don't feel like part of the family. This is why he used the word we're engrafted. We become a part. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Hey, teacher. Just have to do this sometimes. You got to go there. Right? Somebody was, they needed this. They may not come back. Amen. I want to make sure they got it. I hope y'all come. <laughs> ah, hey, teacher. Hi, Pastor. Awesome word. Are we one? We look great. <laughs> Hold on. Let me fix my hair. <laughs> the Bible said no man has hated himself. Amen. <laughs> And the two get married, they become one flesh. flesh. I'm sorry. I'm going to be quiet. I, um, I'm only going to be probably maybe five minutes. I just had to get up here to, um, oh, wow. Just to say we can't keep having non-God experiences. Um. Yes, you are. You are a tripartite. You are body, soul, and spirit. But we have to stop existing about ninety percent in your body. This is why you are tired. You you're tired in the presence of God. This is why you are hungry. We, and I'm not hungry for the word, but that's what you come for. It's like you, you go to a restaurant and you, and you select and choose a particular restaurant because, look, you, you know what type of food, whether it's um, Greek or Korean food. Because, look, you know because you sought it out, you're hungry, and this is why you decided to go. But then you go and you sit. Look, you sit and you go to the menu hear the reading of the word of God. Look, but you hear the reading of the menu, the food, and most likely it makes us even more hungry. But spiritually, we don't, we get, we're tired. We're tired. And it's because simply you haven't had a God experience. So spiritual perception, 
it's so important that you would teach this day, perhaps because this is what I'm, look, this is what I consistently ask for. Look, so, so I don't get tired of God. So that I'm no longer hungry for righteousness because, look, I know what the flesh desires. The flesh desires the things of itself, which is hostile to what's spiritual. So spiritual perception, I want more. Look, I want more of him in the way, and I actually, uh, this goes back to the question that Brandy had asked me when I, I left out the sanctuary. And um, she said, teacher, what is God saying to you? If I, but if I was tired, because look, I can get tired. I have the ability to get tired. I have the ability to be sleepy, hungry. Look, and coming into the house of God, I have the, look, I have the ability. But what I do, I starve my flesh. And I said, I said, he's still, he's still talking. Look, but I can't look, but I can't hear him right now. And I said, I can't hear him right now because I said, I'm like, I said, I'm in shock. I'm in shock. I'm in awe. I said, I'm still in awe. So this is why I see you can have someone talk to you, but you still can't hear them. It's either one, you, you have tuned them out. You're not interested, or something that you heard was so shocking, you're stuck there. I didn't realize, Minister Brandy, that that is within the definition of revelation. I was stuck, I was, using, I was trying to find a word that really described my experience where I couldn't tell her what God had said to me. First Corinthians 2 9 says, Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, nor have they entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for him. What does all that mean? It means that when you hear the word of God, what's supposed to happen is that you are to receive revelation. Revelation, the process of revelation is this. And in astonishing shock, I was searching out how I was feeling and what was still going on while Pastor was teaching. So while you're hearing the word of God, somewhere in the process, because you're spiritual, is that there should be an astonishing shock. Because guess what? Revelation is going to come. So you don't, you hear the word of God, but you don't hear the engrafted word of God. Because it astonishes you when you hear it. 
It put you in a place of shock and awe. Then there comes the process because look, what causes revelation is receiving the inspired word of God. Look, but we don't receive it. We hear it. But I, our flesh and our reasoning is trying to think and get in the way. So when you receive eternity, which is the word, which is the thoughts of God, there's an astonishing shock of awe. Because you know why? The thoughts of God has come alive in you. And there's no way I can be hungry or, or I could look because I'm not in time. I am in eternity. So then revelation take you to inspiration. Then now I'm inspired to do what I heard. Inspired means, again, the thoughts of God now are now your thoughts. And it takes me to a place of the impossible that's possible. And I don't hear the way that I normally hear. I'm inspired by what brought God on this earth in the flesh. I'm inspired. Inspiration is in this process. Revelation is in this process. All this is supposed to be going on with who, those who are born again. Then there's illumination. Now, on the areas of your life and how you used to think, there is clarity That surpasses anything in how you're trying to figure it out. See, look, it clear the surface of your mind. So now your pattern of thought are not there. It's the pattern of thoughts of the mind of Christ. I'm, look, I'm inspired. Look, and what inspiration also does, it stimulates your intellect. Oh, my God. See, y'all not ready. See, you're staying at a place of stagnation of your own reasoning and thoughts. You are the most intelligent because it's the wisdom of the mind of God that now you possess. And what could get in the way of that? We're talking about spiritual perception. What's supposed to transpire and happen today? You'll miss it because you're still carnal. You're still thinking about, look, I'm tired, I'm hungry. I was astonished. I was shocked. I was awestricken because I was able to tap into the thoughts of God. And until you're able to do that, your life will remain the same. Spiritual perception. It's my heart desire that you've taken that today. Amen. Amen. Praise God.